Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I feel like you should really appreciate your come up. It's the most romantic part of your career. When you get past all the bullshit, then you're like, really, this was great. And it did happen for a reason, and the universe did make it go this way. A lot of the relationships that we put ourselves through are very temporary. People come in your life for a reason. Those reasons are the stories that you tell to other people. I think it's such a beautiful time right now where people are really being encouraged to celebrate their culture and celebrate their differences and celebrate things that we've maybe been made to feel ashamed of. Yo, what's up? What's up? It's Sean Leon. Hi, it's Myrna. What's up, guys? This is Khalid. Hey, what's up? It's Ali. You're listening to The Come Up Show. Get inspired. Hey, welcome to The Come Up Show podcast. My name is Chado. I'm the host and founder of The Come Up Show. And my special guest today is an artist, producer, and songwriter. He goes by the name of Devante. He's born and raised in Toronto, and he coined the term, Whoa which stands for Working on Excellence. You might have heard it on a few, you know, big songs out in the city. He recently released his album, Head Gone. And in our conversation today, we talk about the low points, like losing friends in a relationship throughout the recording journey of this album, to high points, like to mix and master his album at Kevin Durant's house. All that and more in my conversation with Devante on the Come Show podcast. Let's go! Please introduce yourself. Yo, it's your whoa, Devante. Straight up, 6'5. When you see me, you probably can't deny the light. Devante, welcome to the Come Up Show podcast. Yes, yes. Welcome for having me. Finally in a professional setting. Last time we talked was in a forest. Found some weird nature vibes, but it was good. Positive vibes, you know. So yeah, there was literally the crickets in our interview on a part one of our interview. If you haven't heard it, you should listen to it as well too. Word. And he said six five. You can't, you know. Yeah. Deny me or avoid me. And I remember, I think I, that like brought an. I uh, you were talking about. I think in the past interview of like. Because you're such a big guy, mm-hmm. if you're angry even a little bit, people are so threatened. Mm-hmm. You're like, you can get scary very easily if you're like being very expressive in your emotions. Assertive, yeah. Assertive. Yeah. You still got to watch that. You always have to watch that, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's life. <laughs> Is that frustrating or no? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a little frustrating, but it helps me learn and grow mm. how I need to be. <laughs> Maneuver. How I need to, yeah. How I need, how other people, I don't know, it's weird, you know. Sometimes, I mean, I don't care what other people think about me because I just want to express me being myself. But at times, I understand, like, all right, from other people's perspective, how they're looking at it, I gotta just sometimes be like, all right, I gotta chill. Maybe I'm too hyper. The chilling time, the, the chilling aspect, or I gotta chill, is that dependent on the person or not? For example, yeah. if it's people that are close to you and you're snapping, then 
they're going to understand that or they still get scared or compared to if you're talking to somebody that's an acquaintance? I mean, if you know me, yeah. you just know who I am. So, like, yeah. you just know how I'm more able to be myself. Like, not to say I'm not myself, but, you know, I'm able to express myself knowing that I can do it and, you you know, you'll know how to, you know, to take the energy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people... I mean, a lot of people just don't really get me to that point, you know. So it usually, I guess it's just the people that I love really bother me. <laughs> people that I love really bother me because they can get to you. Yeah. That's they're your it. peoples. That's it. I care. You care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where does that, uh, where does your, what is it the word, disposition come from in terms of you're such a nice guy. You seem like a, you're a very nice guy. Mm-hmm. And like, very positive person and um i think that's the type of energy that you give out uh like how did you get to be that way that's just who i was raised to be with my family my family just really instilled you know positive vibes and positive ways of life by showing me the bad things and showing me this is not how you do things and just giving me the tools i need to survive and not kind of putting like a cap on me you know and just letting me grow and um, just showing me everything and just letting me make my own decisions, you know. And, and for some reason, I don't know. I don't know. I, I question myself why I feel like I'm so positive, you know, not to say it's a bad thing, but um, sometimes I'm like, why am I, why do I have my outlook at things like, mm. you know, where it's positive. But it's a the, good thing, though. Yes, it is a good thing, yeah. being positive. Uh, do you think being positive in this world is hard or even seems maybe kind of corny because I feel like I feel like negativity is like rewarded mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah it's... negative wait what was the question I guess the question is when you're such a positive guy yeah is it hard is it like well let's just say this can we say positivity doesn't get as as much attention as negativity especially with social yeah. media I agree because can we agree with that yeah for sure and if you, Devon It's like K, the news. It's like just CB24. Like, what sells violence? If you, Devante, mm-hmm. you're an artist. Mm-hmm. If you were wilding on the IG, you'd probably get more attention to your music. For sure. It'd be like, yo, this guy crazy. Like, whoa. You see that holy punch through the wall? Like, oh my gosh. You could basically <laughs> be like a wrestler type of rapper. That's actor. what I wanted to do. What do you mean? I wanted to be like Kane the Rock, you know, like... I used to wrestle with all my friends and beat them up, but yeah, no. If you brought that aspect <laughs> to your music, yeah, I do. I have a song called Shawn Michaels. Yeah, no, I do. I treat my my records like that. That's why I like heavy bass. Yeah, I'm like I like to knock people out with my music. Yeah, like when they hit you, you be like, jeez, jeez, <laughs> jeez. That's dope. And speaking about your music, your album Head Gone. Yeah. What do you consider this in the, the like a soul? You know, is this your first album or not? Because it's a past album. Yeah, no, this is like, this is just a project of a moment um, in 2018 that sums up what the city was going through, you know, madness. And Mm. there's a whole bunch of what I feel like the world is feeling, a whole bunch of just inside of their thoughts and not understanding how to deal with the way that life is treating everybody right now. It's very chaotic and, like you said, negative and all these things. So these are just those thoughts as being a positive person. So I feel like, you know, like we said, I'm not... We're not alone. So there's other people that feel like this as well. So it was just really like from a perspective of a Toronto, you know, kid that was born and raised in Toronto with, you know, my influence and my culture and just a way to, to let those feelings out so I could just be done with them. Mm. And 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 so would you say, though, there are uh, 
elements of the music where you may be feeling the negativity or there is not negativity, but like the reality of what's happening right yeah, now? Yeah, for sure. Like me mm -hmm. reacting to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's like songs like Bad em Up, you know, there's songs like mm, Never That, Overthinking. Like these are all songs, these are all like me, my, every, every song of mine is like more like a reaction to uh, how I'm feeling. And I think you said, yeah, you feel like a lot of people are distracted and their souls aren't filled, aren't filled with purpose Yeah. right now. Uh, what do you mean by that? Mm, well, I think I said that a while ago. But I mean just people just don't really know who they feel they are and what they need to be doing. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's what causes them to go crazy. Like, because you be going online and seeing other people doing what they need to do and think that this is the life I want, so this is what I got to do. But they just don't realize, like, you know, everyone wants diamond chains and wants cars, and but they don't understand the price that that, that really costs. Like, it might cost $100,000, but that $100,000 has another price on it. Like, you know, like, everything has a price that's deeper mm -hmm. than just monetary. You know, you don't know what you have to sacrifice for something. You don't know what you have to do for that. You don't know what you have to give up. You don't know how you have to protect those things. So everyone just needs to start worrying about that stuff, I think. Yeah, and I feel like people are becoming maybe impatient because you have yeah. the finest of life always broadcasted. You have the highlight yeah. reel of people's lives yeah. always in your face. Does that ever affect you? For sure. I mean, yeah. we're all impatient. There's times that I want something now. So I just try to go up and get it. And if I can't get it, I'll be mad and patient. So I just keep working till I get it. <laughs> until you get it. Yeah, I mean, there's a balance. There's a balance. Mm -hmm. And I think you said you went through a lot of things and through the recording journey mm -hmm. of this album. Like you lost friends, you lost work relationships, you entered new relationships. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me about that process and what you went through? Yeah, just like being, you know, I think a normal human being with growth and there's times where some doors open, some doors close. So there's just certain people in my life that taught me things about how I need to be moving, how I like, like you know, how I shouldn't move, what kind of people I want around me, you know, positive attracts positive, negative attracts negative. So I don't want certain things around me, don't want these certain vibes. I don't like how certain people conduct themselves. So just mm. things like that, you know. Who are the people that are around you, Devante? My family, you know, including my good friends, you know, just, just, I try to, I have a lot of, you know, whoever, I'm I'm not someone that is like, you know, I'm very open, so I like to have, you know, just creatives around me and I don't know. I got my friend my friend's family. Mm. Yeah, you looking for names or like oh. No no no. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just wondering who uh Devante rolls with in terms of as well like in the music thing as well too, because I don't know you to have like yeah. you know, a manager that's out there pushing everything for you or yeah. like in these Toronto streets. Yeah, or, facts. No, I I, I might like, need that though, but <laughs> I think I need that, but no, I just really hang out with my friends and family. Right, like I just want someone, you know, people around me that I know. This is like another learning experience, but you know, that care for me as much as obviously no one's gonna care for me as much as I care for me. But you know, that I feel like they're trying that they care about themselves enough to care for me, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, like wow, okay, 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 that they care about themselves enough to care for you. Yeah. Hmm. Break mm -hmm. that down a little bit. So, like, you know, someone that, like, will will go out the way to, like, say I forget something and someone sees it. Like, someone that's not going to leave what I forget and then be like, yo, you forgot that. Someone that's just going to, like, pick it up already and then just pass it to me, you know? Just someone that moves on the same speed as me. Like, I like people around me that can keep up, you know? I'm very fast, you know, very, like, on the go, lots of thoughts, so I just like I don't really like waiting and like having to like explain myself and I just like not really talking too much and just moving you know and just having people like that like minded to me so mm. I'm not here like yo come on bro like 
go get your jacket. You know, do all, I'm not trying to do all that. Like that, yeah. <laughs> do you pick up on that when you see when on, in other people mm. those things? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just just have to accept certain things. Like, what are those qualities? I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, yeah. I'll give you examples. You know, because I've had friends that are like, when I come over to their house, mm-hmm. uh, they're not very hospitable. Like, it's mm-hmm. not in their nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, right? you can't blame them. Like, some people just raise that way. They're just raised that yeah, way, right? Sure. And then I have other friends that like, if you don't eat their food, they're disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, facts. Right? Yeah. And, and I realize, because I'm raised that way, that's how I am, and I, that's mm-hmm. how I want my friend to be, right. or what I expect, I guess. Yeah, I just don't like people that talk about people. I don't really like people that are negative. I don't like people that are always watching other people and trying to figure out, mm-hmm. you know, I don't like people that just sit and talk. Like, that's just not me. I like someone that's just focused on, they have a goal, and that's positive, and are willing to, you know, do whatever it takes to get there, and um, mm-hmm. let me help them, and they help me, or whatever, you know? Yeah, well, we, we talked about, like, uh, so t- tell me of what you're involved with and what you're creating when it comes to your art. I'm just creating my soul. Like, I'm just let, expressing my soul, I guess I would say. I mean, like, specifically, you know, you're making the beats. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, tell me that aspect. Like, okay. Because I do this, I do that, I do this, I do that. Well, I write the songs. Okay. I, I produce the songs. Yeah. Um, if I'm not actually making the beat, I'm probably orchestrating the producer that is making the beat, you know, so like on Rick Rubin production level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do the marketing, figure out the ideas of how we're going to put it out, how we're going to release it, do all the publishing, do all of the the networking of how who I want to put it out with, uh, what blogs we want to get it to, send out all of, like, the press releases. Mm-hmm. You know, just figuring out how to run this career. And obviously, like I said, you know, it's good when you have a manager, you have PR, you have all your pieces that do that, you know. But until I find someone, like I said, that can work, that I feel works their best, op- like, you know, that's doing their best in, in, in their field, that can, you know, keep up with me and I can keep up with them and, you know, we're kind of same speed, then... Um, I'll just continue learning and figuring out what I got to do because hmm. I'm impatient to get it done, you know? Yeah. And uh, can you tell me about, like, I, I and also videos? Mm-hmm. Like, did you shoot videos or what? Yeah, we had, like, a couple of videos. Like, yeah. I, I would, you know, have a hand in the idea direction um, mm-hmm. for, like, Growing Crazy, all that, Dan Lemoyne, like, more so come up with the treatment and I would just, like, approve certain things or, like, come up with ideas for some locations and then, you know, figure out the work when you're involved in your art in that many ways because obviously you didn't start Mm -hmm. you know you probably didn't even see yourself creating ideas for videos or all these things that are necessary for you as an artist to do uh how do you feel about that process it's it's a learning process like this past couple months i really learned that you have to take full control like I don't want to be just somebody that is just lets other people can you know take control and do and point me in a direction I need to go in. Like, I want to make sure that every single thing I'm in love with, you know, like from the video concepts to how I put it out to exactly every part of the song to every like you know how it's being released, how it's being pushed, how the people are talking about it. Everything I need to be 100% in love. Like it has to be a like has to feel good with me in my heart, you know, for it for me to do it and. You know, there's been opportunities or there's been decisions I've made that where I'm just like thinking, all right, you know, now I got a little bit of budget. I'm going to hire this person, let him do that and then do that and let's do that. And like, you know, because this is what I need and figure out how it works. And then that shit turned out not the way I wanted it, you know, and I'm like, okay, why? And it's because it's not coming from, 
me. Like it's not coming from my, it's not a hundred percent me putting, you know, me out. It's me kind of using someone else's decision that I wasn't, you know, really in love with. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I think, uh, uh, I think that what you're saying is you want to contribute, uh, the, like basically you're a manager and saying, yo, this is what I want you to execute. Mm-hmm. Right, you're like, here's the idea. Here's what I want you to do, and this is the way I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. And since you have limited time, like, all right, go. Yeah, you know? get it done. And then I don't really gotta talk too much after that. Yeah, like, I just know it's gonna be done. Yeah, the way that we came up with. Okay, dope. I want to talk about uh, the recording of the music because this is uh, you. It was everywhere, right? In terms of actually recording yeah. the music. Yeah. Tell me that where where. I recorded it recorded in my house, you know, my grandma's house in Whitby. Okay. Um, my house. Um, Recorded it in the studios in Mississauga. Like, my boy Face has a studio called Neutron Studios. Recorded at some songs at a 40 studio called Soda. Recorded at Kevin Durant's house in Oakland. Mm. Recorded in the airport. My cousin's house, Aisha's house. Uh, she has, like, a pool house. Mm. Recorded, like, a little setup in there. New yeah. York Quad Studios. Yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn. It's a well-known studio. Yeah. So, like, like, I think, what, Haunted, Overthinking, you recorded in... My cousin's pool house, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so how does that set up? Did they already have a studio there? No, no, I okay. record like I do my own engineering too. Because so. I was like, is Steph Curry yeah. got a, a, a <laughs> little rock career on the side or what? Nah, but yeah. I, I have like a, my laptop and then yeah. this like interface called the Apollo yeah. and then my microphone and I just bring that kind of everywhere I go mm. when I'm on the road and I just record wherever. So. And you mix and master this album at Kevin Durant's house. Um, or mixed it. Yeah, like yeah, it was mixed and mastered at Kevin Durant's. Uh, how and how does that make sense? How does it? Why why is it being mixed and mastered at Kevin Durant's house? It's a weird long story, but like, <laughs> short long story short, my boy yeah. Michael Bongo, yeah, who raps, um, he introduced me to Kevin and Durant. We had a song called Texas, all of us together. Texas, and, okay. yeah, it's called Texas. Yeah, and then um, fast forward like a couple years to like last spring, mm-hmm. uh was at my cousin Aisha Curry. She has a restaurant in Oakland yeah. or in San Francisco called International Smoke. And then we were there for the for the opening. And then, you know, so the whole Warriors came after the, the game to it. And then I was talking to Katie. I told him, like, yo, we need to get back in the studio. This is my first time actually, like, you know, talking to him in person. Mm-hmm. I never, because when we made the song Texas, it wasn't in the studio, you know, so. Pretty much, blase, blase. I went over to his house the next day. Um, he had his bro, Raleigh, who is the engineer producer, who's the, the man who mix and match my album. Um, so we met there and then, you know, we built a little rapport and then I flew back out and Kevin, you know, blessed us with the opportunity to, for, for Riley to mix and master the, stu- the, the album in that studio that he had mm-hmm. in his house. So it was really dope. That's dope. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great, when, 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 when you, obviously you have the family connection to get you, well, mm-hmm. you knew Kevin Durant since when? Like Yeah, like, Probably before I knew Steph. That's crazy. Like, I ain't know him, though. That's the thing. Like, I just had a But it was the internet. Him. It was a, what, a MySpace yeah, thing? It, well, no, because my friend Mike, he went to, ba- he played basketball at U- University of Texas. Yeah. With Kevin, you know, yeah. not with him, but same school. So then they had their connections and they rapped. And me and Mike are, like, best friends. So we always rapped together. So he put me on that song. And, mm. you know, it's just crazy how... It came all together. Came full circle. Yeah. Yeah. And when when you have moments like that, I don't know, does it mean anything when you're mixing, mastering your album, you're hearing the music that you're creating and you're in these places yeah. or no? Does it, is it just It's like a cool any, vibe. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool vibe. Yeah. Like, it's like a blessing, you know? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's 
that's an experience that not everybody gets to barely anybody gets to get yeah so those are things i'm very grateful for and i just think um it does you know it doesn't mean because he has some crazy like custom speakers so yeah it was crazy to hear my songs come out those speakers mm. mm-hmm. uh and i would love for you to talk about the relationship with Carden now because yeah. you know he had you, you have the song rude boy yeah uh that's the, that's the that's like that's a hit yeah that's my that, thank you yeah <laughs> word that's, that, that's a catchy hit and uh you know what i love what, what cardi is doing is like he's really like you know, because Cardi doesn't need to do anything anymore in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, like he, but he's showing love to people like you, artists like you, and actually coming to a video shoot, mm. and like dedicating his time. He's a Facts. family man, you know what I mean? Facts. So, uh, no, it means a lot. Cardinal shows me mad love. That's like a mentor of mine. Yeah. I can call him anytime I want, just talk to him, and you know, just about life, God, music, anything like that. So, mm-hmm. he's always been there to support me since like just before I put on my album, District Vibe. Mm-hmm. It's, like 2000, it's like 2014, probably. Just vibe. And how did you, uh, how did you guys link up in the first place? How did we link up? Man, I forget. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. I forget right now. <laughs> I forget. I forget right now. But I can't remember right now. Mm-hmm. But we linked up, and then we just kind of just chilled. I think I remember. Probably invited me to one of his parties or something. Mm-hmm. I think we went to like a Raptors game. Just built our rapport. Dope. Um, and so what I want to talk about is like through, through this whole process. It, oh yeah, the first of all, we didn't. We were talking about this off off mic, but your album release party for this uh, mm. album had gone was at the Jordan store. Yeah, that's dope. The Michael Jordan store. Yeah, three hundred six. And I've been to a lot of release parties and whatever, but no, I don't think anybody in Toronto, at least, has done. A releasing of a record and listening at the Jordan store. Yeah, no, I was the first for sure. You're the first. Yeah, that was I was dope. like, yo, this is beautiful. Obviously, it makes sense, hip-hop and, jo- and basketball, but uh, that was a really dope opportunity, man. Yeah, it was a huge Was hip-hop respectful that night? They didn't do... <laughs> no, that was... That, they were mad love. Like, everyone just had so much love. They even did, like, a collaboration with my clothing brand, Wodrobe, which is, yeah. like, my Woe brand. Yeah. The clothing. So we did, like, these head-gone Jordan t-shirts that were, like, limited edition for people to get there and so like that was crazy to see a whoa jordan t-shirt collaboration you know mm-hmm. one day god willing we'll have some shoes we'll so that'd be crazy right that'd be lit and um so i guess what i've been ta- uh, what i want to know is like throughout this whole process over the few years what has been like the most challenging points for you Devonte, as an as an artist the most challenging point yeah ch- challenging points low points frustration and like you know you know, just... <sighs> There's two things. Like, okay. first is um, is figuring out how to obtain what you want. Like, figuring out the steps it takes to reach a goal that you set. So, you know, for instance, my goal was to have videos, like, high-quality videos out on different blogs, like, different pl- songs on different playlists, things like that, you know, because we're 2018. So, figuring out different publicists that could find, you know, how to get their songs on playlists, how to build my fan base. Um, so, those are, like, different challenges. Mm-hmm. And then I think another thing is just, like, you know, finding the the patience, you know, and just being, you know, in love with the process of creating the work and not focusing on all of the, like... Just thinking, okay, I'm gonna have one hit, and that's gonna be it. Like, just enjoying the process every day. Like, this is what I, I get to wake up and 
do what I love to do. I got to make music, you know, like it's a blessing. Mm. Yeah. So you said that was the one challenge though, right? Yeah, I what, feel like. What's the other one or others? Just like, just moving like the way you, I don't know, like the challenge is just finding the energy you need to just keep going. Like that's a challenge, you know? Well, yeah. Like how, how long was it for this between, like between District Vibes and Head Gone was what? Three, two years. Two years, that's it? Yeah, two years. But in this day and age, two years can seem like a long forever, time. right? For sure. That's a mad long time. Yeah. Um, the challenge for me for that actually was to find an engineer to, to get it to, to be mixed and mastered the way that I wanted it. Like, like going back to, to finding the steps it takes to, to, to reach that goal. So, like, you know, my goal was to have it professionally mixed where I can play it and it would be better than my district vibe. It would sound sonically better than that. It would compete with, like, you know, the Drakes, the Travis Scotts, Kendricks, J. Coles, all that sonically, you know, to play at any time. So, like, those are challenges. And it took me about two years to find the engineer, you know, until that, until that day. It's I a long time. Went to Kevin Durant's house and then I was blessed, you know, so. Mm. Like the patience, you know, just the, the patience and the, the fight to just keep going while you have to wait, you know. You know, like it's not waiting, like don't wait for anything. Like you can't just sit down and wait, but like the patience, you know, to keep working where it where it seems like nothing is working. Is that frustrating in terms of knowing what you're capable of and what the vision is and not being there yet? It's frustrating, yeah. It's frustrating, but um it's rewarding. Like it's frustrating, but the rewards are rewarded. So when you do like the moments where you do have a successful event, the Jordan store, where you're like, how it, how is this even possible? Where you have it sold out, and you have like you know some of the biggest people in the music industry, not only just in Toronto but from around the world, there like, it's like oh like two days ago I didn't know I was gonna do this and now I did it like you know so all that time that you're stressed out about not knowing how it's gonna work and then there's like you have moments you know you have moments that you feel really low and those are the moments that like help you get high and you have moments where you're high and then when you get low you don't like how that drop felt so mm. you know it's just like that learning how to ride the wave and then just balance it and try to figure out ways to keep the the positives up you know and the negatives down what's your song overthinking about just me in my mind and just being a 25 year old man from toronto and just you know like having the patience and you know fighting patience and fighting you know different thoughts in your head you know from different emotions being high sometimes and like on weed you know and having it affect you and you, know, you start thinking differently and you don't know if you're paranoid or if it's true you know your instincts like there's all these different things you know just being a human being just fighting all of these different depression these demons in your mind and like you know something that i never thought about until i experienced it and like i always heard people talk about depression all that and i'm like what like what mm. like just you know but well, we're like, because some people with depression, maybe they can't get out of bed or whatever. Yeah. What were the symptoms that you were experiencing? Yeah, those are like some of them. You don't have the energy to go do what you need to do. Like, you just want to just keep sitting down, you know, and like, all right, I'm going to just just watch movies today or, you know, and or I'm just going to, I don't know, like just things like that, like overcoming those things and just like actually feeling like trapped in your mind, feeling alone, like feeling like no one around you is like you and no one out, you know, realizing that no one can help you in life except for you, like, just taking responsibilities. I don't know. Mm. When you were going through those, that, yeah. that time, were you like, what's wrong with me? Or, or were you asking questions like that? Or yeah, no? for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I thought, you know, I stopped smoking and didn't know if it was the weed while I had anxiety. Like, yeah. you know, there's different things, you know, all these different stresses of different things that are going on in my life. Mentally, just things that I had to just... 
take a deep breath and figure out myself and learn myself and, you know, learn why my body does certain things, why my mind tr is triggered to certain things. You know, just learning my thing, you know, and, and being able to understand when I get a, a sense of, you know, anxiety, I sometimes it's just me getting anxious and, like, not knowing how to deal with that. Mm. And, you know, then you just start, like, overthinking. So it's just all balanced. Were you able to ident even identify if you're going through anxiety? Did you even know, like, oh, okay, this is anxiety? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I had. I, that's what I had to learn. And like, these are things I had to learn. And but all right, cool. Like, I'll just say a prayer. Like, say, Master, here, Jesus, please take away this anxiety from me. And, mm. You know, just go for a walk, or something. Go meditate, read. Just mm. find different things that, like, obviously, my body and my mind weren't coexisting well together. So I had to figure out things that I was doing to improve that. You know, so I started feeling better. And just if you don't, if you don't feel like you know, depression, and all that stuff is like something that does happen to people, but just not like a day that's just gonna stop. Like you have to figure out ways to trick your mind or or, or battle your battle it. You know, and fight it and overcome it and kill it. So those ways, you know. Mm. Maybe going to work out, maybe going for a jog, going to meditate, going to church, going sometimes go to eat freaking ice cream and donuts. Some people want to just wake up and just eat bad food, and that's a depression. Some people, you know, some people want to not eat, some people, all that. But it's just figuring out and accepting accepting that thing that gets you sad and, like, that you feel like is beating you and just, like, grab that shit and choke it out and kill it and, you know, just overcome it. Dope. Um I, I really like the, the point that you made. It's not like depression is just over and it's never going to come back or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just the daily things that you do. Yeah. And tricking your mind. Yeah, our minds are crazy, bro. Yeah, we got to learn how to control them. It's like just learning, you know? Yeah. It's like learning how to ride a bike. Like you got to learn. There's just just life is, I think, growth of learning. Like you got to learn how to use everything. Mm -hmm. Got to learn how to be a better producer, learn how to be a better, you know, interviewer, learn how to be a better photographer. So I got to learn how to use my mind more. Hmm. Unlock it more. Unlock it more. Uh, That's the whole working on excellence, you know? It's like, like we said, we're not perfect. We're not the best we can be, but it's just working to be that and accepting, you know, our, our, our weaknesses and everything and turning those into strength. And turning it into your strengths. Uh, yeah, whoa. Whoa, straight. <laughs> uh, what I wanted to, 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 yeah, to talk to you about, so now the album is out. It's been a, a few months. Yeah. Uh, what's that process like in terms of, or what does that feel like where I feel like music is moving so fast nowadays, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be J and, uh, and B mm -hmm. and drop an album, and then two weeks later, it's not like the album's not good. Mm -hmm. It could be a great album, but people don't are moved on. So you as an artist, you drop an album, and then it's like there's so much stuff out there that you got to, work so hard to like continue to get people to listen to it if they haven't to talk about it and so on and so forth i don't know if you're invested <laughs> in that at all or not or just yeah that's a that's a part of business like like it's the music i make music but i'm in the music business you know so that's the business aspect you got to keep up with the times it's like if there's the demand for more cars it, people aren't going to just stop making cars like and they're going to figure out a way to make more cars so you know to improve with the population increase so we got to figure out how to make my business, you know, push out more quality and more quantity. Mm. Um, and that's just like, like I said, the learning part. That's just something you got to learn how to, to use, you know. So now I know that, all right, I can't go a year or two without just putting out, you know, I can't just put out albums now. All right, now I got to put out a single. All right, maybe I'm going to just put out a little clip of my show and let people see what's going on, you know. And just figure out, you know, just you got to fight back, you know. It's not like 
Yeah, I see. No, but like, yeah, you gotta move faster as an as an artist. Yeah, you gotta speed. You gotta turn it up. Yeah, you gotta have you on the basketball team, you on the football team, soccer team. You have the young kids. You know, you you worked your way up to be a, a like just you know a veteran on the team, and now you have a young like superstar come in, and you're not gonna just think that you know he you're better than just because you're the vet. Like that kid might be super nice, so you gotta adjust the way that they, they they play. So you gotta work hard. You gotta go train just as hard, just to you know. That's mm-hmm. how that's how the greats keep pushing themselves to be greater. Mm-hmm. You know, just aren't that and just stay that. Yeah, and I think what you have you so you recorded what three hundred songs through this process or something. Yeah, like, that? like I got so many songs. Yeah, even since my album came out, I've recorded probably like I finished a whole like little R and B album. Like it's just crazy. Like I have so many songs from prior. You know, so mm. I'm just gonna keep putting out music and keep putting out singles and albums and just. Yeah, saturated with good fats. <laughs> Word. Saturated with what? With good fats. Like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to yeah. make it. Good fats. I'm, I'm going to pump it up, but we're going good fats. Uh, what else did you want to say to the people out there who are tuning in, Devontae? I just want to say keep following the light and, you know, be the best that you can be until your day comes. <laughs> Just stay ready, you know? Whoa. Devontae and the Come Up Show, man. Thank you for coming through, my brother. You already know, bro. I appreciate that anytime. Much love. And that's my conversation with Devante on the Come Show podcast. What did you guys think? As we mentioned, this is the second interview that we've ever done. You can check out part one. I'll put the link in the description. And if this is your first time tuning in, I would love for you to subscribe and check out our previous interviews, man. The catalog is deep. Give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. The link is in the description. And y'all, catch you on next Wednesday. Peace. Peace.